Spotters, welcome to the program. I'm your host, Kyle Lira, and today we, uh, Peter, we saw Black Panther last night, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna give the full uh, review on that, and uh, we're gonna go into uh, non-spoiler territory first, and then uh, spoiler territory, and then uh, yeah, it's pretty much gonna be an all review uh, episode this time. No news. Uh, Pretty much, yeah. So, without further ado, here's Red Spotlight number 95, I Never Freeze. I thought you said you wouldn't be doing a voice. And we are here, ladies and gentlemen. So, uh, with me, I have Peter Martinez. Mm-hmm. How are you doing this fine morning, sir? I am fine. You're fine? Yes. Okay, that's the best we could hope uh, Mr. Martinez be. Fine is, like, great in our standards, so... <laughs> well, it just, it just depends on what you see. Anyway, uh, we saw Black Panther last night, and... Uh, yeah. It was, it was definitely a Marvel movie. It was. It was a Marvel movie, and uh, it starred uh, Chadwick Boseman. As a uh, T'Challa, it did, aka the Black Panther, and he uh, was a panther. He was a panther, yeah, pretty much, and uh, yeah. So, Peter, in the after dark, I went first. Mm-hmm. In the podcast review, you will also you, you go first. <laughs> uh, fine. Okay, Black Panther. Uh huh. We saw it last night, and it stars Chadwick Boseman and Lupita Nyong'o and Denai Carrera, um, Chris Hemsworth, Chris Hemsworth, Robert Downey Jr., Robert Downey Jr., uh, Mark Hamill, Mark Hamill. I love Mark Hamill's role in that. Uh, um, who else? Although I think they really disserviced the character, you know. And Cher. Um, hey, was... do you believe in love after love? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I liked the film. I thought it was very good. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, yeah, that's kind of the extent of my feelings on the film. I see a lot of people in love with it. I'm not really in love with it, but that's fine. <laughs> I don't really have to be. I just I thought it was a a, a good good film. Because we know you're always wrong. We know you're always wrong. Well, according to some people, yes. Um. Anyway, I I really liked the film. I really did. Um. I I woke up thinking about it. Like the first thing I thought about was like, what did I think about Black Panther? And uh, I really I really enjoyed it. It's not the best in the MCU. Uh, but it definitely is, uh, up there in terms of, like, uh, origin story and where it really, really kicked off. Like, not origin story, because we pretty much got his origin story in, uh, Civil War. So, probably, like, first solo film. In terms of, like, solo film, uh, this is not the worst. This is not the worst. Um, it is definitely in the top tier category of, like, let's say, like, 
the first Thor, the first Thor, and uh, it really, uh, first Avenger, really, uh, it really felt like first, uh, first phase, phase one Marvel, and that's the way I felt about it. Um, Chadwick Boseman was, was good. And uh, all the acting was good from uh, Denai Guerrera, uh, uh, Lupita Nyong'o, uh, uh, Martin Freeman, Martin Freeman, Andy Serkis. Uh, all the performances were were good, and that's the that's the standout from there. Um, there was a couple of visuals that I really liked, and yeah, what say you, Peter? Um. It was definitely good. <laughs> it was definitely good. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so that was Red Spotlight number 95. I don't have so much negative, so much as things that I just I thought were average and didn't go beyond that. And even though I know other people feel that they very much did, I didn't. Um, okay. You always make, like, alternate scenarios in which you would prefer to see in a well, movie in terms of, like, writing and structure and all that stuff. So this is, this what, is, would you, what would you like to see? Well, this is the way I view films. You know, films are all their own thing. And even if there's things I don't like in a film, you know, if it does what it does well, then I can't... I don't think, like, I can complain or anything like that. Because, like, um... I wouldn't give an alternate on how to do, um, what's it called? Um, Dunkirk. Because it, it succeeded at what it wanted to do, I just wasn't really... Into I, it. I didn't, I wasn't into it. So I wouldn't give, like, an alternate how you, like, no, it, it succeeded. Um, but I know when I really love a film, when I just can't think of and literally anything to change, you know? I love the way everything is done. And the way I know I feel a film can improve is is not when I want to see a different film, but what the, the, the film sets out to do, I I can think of ways that they could maybe do it better. And I and I did, there is several things that I felt that with this film. Mm-hmm. Um, when everyone really loves Killmonger, the villain, he was good. You know, I, I'm not going to say he was a bad villain. He was definitely a good villain. He's definitely in, like, um, the ten, 10 good MCU villains. Yeah. He, he's of, like, the 18 movies that we've gotten so if far. You, if you're going to name the good villains, he's definitely on that list. But people are saying, like, oh, he's easily the best, da-da-da-da-da. I wouldn't say best. Just from last year, I thought Ego and um, the, the, Vulture the Vulture were really were good villains. Not, they were better. I felt. And this one, he was definitely good, but the thing that was good about him, I felt wasn't explored to its fullest extent. And I think that's the biggest negative for my whole film, for the whole film for me, mm-hmm. was in, a lot of people are praising it and loving it, but I feel like you could have done it way better. The whole exploration of, you know, theme and identity and isolationism and, you know, racial identity, most of all. And the way I know it could be done better is because a Disney children's film did it better in Zootopia. (laughs) 
It was, um, I thought Zootopia that was a pretty... more complex, interesting exploration. Zootopia, in of terms that. of like racial themes, I think it set the gold standard for what it did. Uh, and that's okay. I that's don't, a, I don't think it set the gold standard, but it was done incredibly well, especially for a kids' film. And I and if this is like a PG thirteen film, which is obviously supposed to be more adult, I feel like you could have delved. The more standards into are it. higher. You could have delved into it more. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of like oh, you know, instead of predator versus prey and all that stuff, themes that you get into a uh, Zootopia here, well, you're. you're you're dealing with the whole kind of kind of race, you know, and so. Well, I just think what makes the discussion interesting is when you can understand both sides, and I know mm-hmm. a lot of people are saying they understood Killmonger's side. I just sort of felt that throughout the entire film, they were the message they were trying to put across, which is totally cool for a film to have a message and say like we fall on this and we believe this. Mm-hmm. But it never challenged that opinion, I feel. And that and that whole thing, spoilers, I guess, for the theme, or this whole thing will be spoilers, is that um, it's not best to be isolationist. You know, you should... They, they, Wakanda should open up and help other people, and that's the way, you know, um, T'Challa wants to lead. But I never saw, really saw, like, a challenge to that belief. Right off the bat, the movie was basically saying, like, yeah, this is the way it needs to be. Um, and I, if, if you had given, like, a, a legit So you think it's, reason, like, very shallow? That's why I'm saying it's very surface level. It's, like, he, he mentioned slaves every once in a while and, and stuff like that, but you never really delve deep into it. Like, in the beginning of the movie, we get, like, a little... I, it's not necessarily a montage, mm-hmm. but it is like, okay, so uh, while Wakanda was uh, was thriving, the rest mm-hmm. of the world was falling to pieces, mm-hmm. and you saw like you saw slaves getting loaded onto a ship, and like mm-hmm. very uh, kind of Wonder Woman esque uh, montage, like of like CG uh, no. shapes and a lot of films and all that, that stuff. And so you got that, and then uh, and then it showed like World War One, two, and three, and all that stuff. But I mean, I, I think it would have been better just to cover the surrounding countries within Africa, which really are third world countries. Mm-hmm. If if you know Killmonger had just like grabbed him and thrown him and like showed him like look at child soldiers, and you know people living deep within pro- poverty, and they're just miles away from this utopian society. And shown, like, you know, this is the world you've created and stuff like that. And, and it does touch on it within the film, but I just think everything it touches but, on is very light. But light mostly tap. during, like, expository dialogue. Mm-hmm. And that's the only time they, like... Uh, yeah. Specifically with Killmonger's character. Um, it, it, was, uh, it was like, oh, you know, well... Well, you guys are thriving and all that stuff. You know, you let brothers like uh, us, you know, uh, get uh, dismembered on the streets and stuff like that. Show me that. You yeah. Know? You know, make make me feel that. And I know it's it's like obviously you feel it because it is real, and you mm-hmm. and I I understand that. But looking at it as a film, you need to do more to make I guess make me feel it. And and I guess. What it, to me, it feels like, and I was hoping it wasn't this, 
was that it it feels like uh, just a standard Marvel movie mm -hmm. where they draped the social commentary on top instead of it being deep within the film like that's just what the film is mm -hmm. and what it discusses and um, that's the heart of the film and it just happens to be a Marvel film so I, I kind of wanted more Logan or Dark Knight where they those very much the themes and the what they are the messages that they're sort of tackling are deep within the film like it's a film first that deals with that mm -hmm. and a superhero movie second and for me this was a superhero movie first you know the standard super marvel superhero movie and then and themes then second themes and stuff second and it's not bad at all and and i in the little that it does do i do think um i like it i like the way you know the villain intertwines with the hero and what mm -hmm. he's dealing with and stuff like that so I'm not saying any of it, the way they tackle it, is bad. It's just very um, standard. I, I definitely feel that they could have... Done more? Done more, I think. And that's where my biggest complaint comes from. Because I was, I was ready to just see a genuinely interesting film. And not just another Marvel movie. Cookie cutter. Cookie cutter. Because yeah. at the end of the day, when you, when you strip away the, the, the social commentary mm -hmm. that's sort of laid over the film. It does have the standard backbone of a Marvel film. It's, you know, Killmonger is bad Black Panther. And he was, he was wronged by his family in the past. So now he's coming back and getting revenge like almost every other Marvel villain, especially the first um, film in those and it's it's very much about he wants to just you know take over the world and he needs to stop him from taking like over every the other world. villain yeah um, so that's why I, I wish it I, I wanted to come out of the movie and be like wow that didn't even feel like a Marvel MCU film like mm -hmm. that just felt like a great film and to me, I, I came out of it saying that was a good MCU film. But I, I do feel like I, I kind of glossed over of the, the things that should be praised. Because there is a lot. What do you think of the world building? The world building, oh, I thought, was Wakanda. pretty excellent. I, yeah. I, I thought, I think those, those instances exceeded or yeah, met or exceeded my expectations. The technology was really cool and they mm -hmm. made it unique. The different, um, tr I love how it's like, oh, there's several tribes that all make up the country of Wakanda. And, you know, certain tribes up in the mountains. There's like a, others, dis there's like a district over here, there's a district over here, and they just Yeah, all and, they, and they each have their own unique uh, practices. You know, they're all a part of the same country, but they all have maybe their unique practices mm -hmm. and unique ways they live. And it definitely makes me excited for a second Black Panther to really delve more into, into what what the um, the world. Honestly, I mean, I'll say this: I think they explored Wakanda in one film better than they ever explored Asgard in three films. Mm -hmm. The way that they tackle Wakanda and make it this full breathing but, world is the way see, I it's always. Not, it's not the <laughs> shut the hell up. It's not the place. Oh it's God. the people. That yeah, tell that Wakanda. to Wakandans when they're getting attacked next movie. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I never, to me, Asgard never felt more than like a, a movie backdrop. 
And that was always the it most... It looks dis- nice. It looks nice, but it's like... It's so disappointing. Like, there's a lot you could have done with Asgard and within mm-hmm. the world. Like, you could have seen the dwarves that mine and so You could have gone full Lord of the Rings with it, but be unique about it and have this wonderful, awesome Make world. Make it kind of like our, the Middle Earth of... Uh, of uh, the MCU. Yeah, but at the end it was just more of a backdrop for and then, Thor to be. And then that fucking place. <laughs> and now it's gone. Now so it's that gone, so yeah. People really cared. Um, but no, Wakanda's great. I think in one film they really flesh out this whole um, world. Not world, but you know, country. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the new characters. I love um, Lupita Nyong'o. Yeah. Um, what's her name from The Walking Dead? The Guerrera. The Guerrera. She's great. She is amazing. And you can, you can see why she's in... Uh, they're putting her in, uh, what's it called, Infinity War. Yeah. At there, first I was like, a, oh, that's interesting she's there. But now I'm like, awesome. There's I'm a really, couple of characters really that are there. going into uh, Infinity War. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, his sister is going to be in Infinity War. Um, Man-Ape. Is gonna be an Infinity War, mm-hmm. so that's gonna be cool to see. I, I liked Man Ape's character. He was no, we're vegetarian. <laughs> yeah, he was like, he was like, we will eat you. Like, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we're vegetarian. We're vegetarian. No, but I, he's such a troll. I love it. What's so perfect, I think, about in this film, especially when you look at the the rest of the MCU as a whole, is that I genuinely care about this country and this people now. Mm-hmm. So now when the next film we cut to Infinity War and it's under attack, I'm genuinely going to feel for it. And be yeah. like, I, I want I want them to succeed, not just because they're the, you know, hashtag good guys, but because I like these people. I like this country and I don't want to see them, you know, destroyed. Infinity in Infinity War, Wakanda is not coming out of this, you know, unscathed. No, no they're, one is. But that. But also, what I really loved about it, too, um, unique, is, like, the rhinos. Uh-huh. And a lot of people have been saying this, and it wasn't until the rhinos that it's like, yeah, it's kind of true. It's it's basically, like, African Star Wars a little bit that they're a trying to do. A little bit, yeah, because there's, like, you know, there's, like, and I made several references to you in, you the, in the theater. I was like, no, this is pod racing. And it felt like the whole, uh, it felt very, like, episode one, mm-hmm. but in a kind of a good way. Um, uh, you had the personal battle on the platform. You know yeah. how it was very similar to the Maul uh, Obi Wan fight. That was uh, that was what was going on with T'Challa and uh, and uh, Killmonger. Mm-hmm. And then you had the field battle with the uh, Denai Guerrero's uh, 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 mm-hmm. uh, soldiers. And then you had the the sky battle with uh, with Martin Freeman. The only so it was a very episode one uh, climax. The only difference is they were smart not to put a fourth one in there, unlike the Phantom Menace, where you have Padme just shooting her way. Yeah. And it, that was... They even talk about that in Stars, how it's like four things going on at the same time is too much. But no, it really it really was. There was one point where I was like, it's kind of similar, and like something was blocking them, and they're looking yeah. at each other. And then and then I when the when the thing when the shields came up, I was like, okay, that's very uh, yeah, that's very uh, good. where where were the Gungans during this? <laughs> that's the question I want answered. Uh, oh, they're all dead. Um, oh my god, I really bombard. 
No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, Alexis might not hear this, and even if he does, I don't care. Anytime Alexis says something and he's pissing us off, we're going to... Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> We're going to do that now to shut him up. <laughs> and you know what's so funny? It's going to work. <laughs> I'm like, he's going to shut down. It's going to be hilarious. It's going to shut down, and then we'll carry the podcast yes, from here. Yes, and then- it'll be wonderful. Um, but no, it is very Star Wars, and especially when they brought the, the, the rhinos, and I was like, that's badass. And I, it gives... And then they had, like, the little armor on them, and that was cool. It gives me, um, a lot of excitement for Infinity War, when they Just have to that see the rhinos? Because I want to see, like, rhinos ride into war, and then whatever animal they might have. Maybe you, you mentioned war zebras. War zebras? <laughs> I want me some war zebras. Are they voiced by Chris Rock? <laughs> Don't don't ruin don't ruin the illusion. I don't know. Maybe they so, have some. So let me so let me get this straight. Some lions, some like giant ass giant lions. ass. No, lions it would make more sense if they were actual panthers. No, wait, panthers are more mystical. They're they're more mystical. So, so I, I think maybe. it would be cool to just have like some big ass yes, lions, lions. Maybe Black Panther, or they do have a big ass panther, panther that yeah. Black Panther rides into. Or battle. you know you know those robot statues? You know those big old metal mm-hmm. statues. What if they were like robots or some shit like that, and they wrote them to them. There's a lot of imaginative things you can do with that battle, so I'm really hoping it pays off yeah. um, in that film. And so let me get this straight. Mm-hmm. So you were like, okay, there's going to be a Wakanda battle in Infinity War, but you were sold on the rhinos. I was sold on the goddamn rhinos. <laughs> it's you know me. There's like, it's like the most like minute detail that I get really sold on. I don't know why it is. It's that way with a lot of films. It's like, oh shit, they're blue. Now I'm fucking in. Oh. You know? I don't know why it is that way. Ooh, there's a red stripe on the pants. Yes, I'm be into it. I'm into it. Um, no, but that I don't know, man. Those rhinos. I'm into it because it's it's instead of wearing than, sandals, they're wearing sneakers. Sneakers. Um, I was like, okay. Um, there's a lot of, there, people said that this is like the James Bond of yeah. the, of the thing, of the there's MCU. There's two elements. Two elements, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the one where, uh, he's visiting his sister in the lab, and yeah. that was very Bond Q, yeah. uh, uh, moment. And then, uh, the, the aesthetic and the look of the casino that they went in was very similar to the casino that Bond went into in Skyfall. Well, I mean, that whole scene is supposed to be like, oh, you know, he's going in to like, look what's going on. Like, like James Bond. Take out the, the take suit. out the arms dealer. You yeah. Know? But to me, I think it was really dishonest the way they were trying to say this is the Bond film of the MCU. Yeah. It was it's not, not at it's... all. Because even that, even when he goes in, it quickly devolves into superhero action sequence mm-hmm. and then after that it's it's it, it instantly goes back to being i mean it was very interesting when it did went into full-on superhero thing like the that was like, to me cam- that was the most fun action scene because the, the camera followed everybody else it was like one take probably but like yeah. not really um like it followed uh it followed uh denise character and then mm-hmm. it followed lupita's and then it followed chadwick boseman's and then it went to mara freeman and all that stuff um and it had my favorite uh, villain <laughs> this 
This movie has probably got to be the first time a Stanley cameo took me out of the movie. Really? Really? You, okay. F you for a second because they like his cameos in like almost every movie are take you out of the movie type moments. Yeah, but I'm like, okay, I could I could deal without this kind of thing. That well, that's you the first piece of shit. That's the He was in the hospital recently. He is 95. Apparently he's shacking up with the nurses at the nursing home. We're not you, get, we're not getting you, into I this. I don't I hate you. <laughs> don't even start with talking. The point is I his you always cameo hate me. What's the difference? His cameo is I did not take me out of it the way any other film took me. It's it's the same. The one that I think was the best was in Avengers 2 because it was like its own little scene. Yeah. And I and I, th- and I think I want them to give him entire like dialogue and scene moments. I think because he is yeah he's, he's not like a bad oh actor. I fought something something in World War Two get in line pal and yeah, then and then I uh, and then he like drank himself and it was like uh, it was like Alsacier that was a that was a good moment I really liked the my favorite cameo of Stan Lee has got to be in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two that was great because it was like confirming a theory that a lot of people had for a while it also broke the uh, what's it called the, fourth, the continuity yeah. Because he was like, oh, I was a FedEx uh, delivery guy. And then, lo and behold, in Civil War, he was a FedEx delivery guy. So, um, it, it, it just, uh, it's just really, so I was like, okay, I, Stanley cameo. It kind of, it kind of like, I don't know, it kind of gave me like an uppercut, uppercut punch, mm-hmm. I guess. It was like, Stanley cameo. And that was, that was pretty much it. Um, I, I will say, because in that scene, like I said, it had my favorite villain of the film. Which was uh, Claw. Mm-hmm. I, for me anyway, what I've seen is the best villains. I think anyway are the villains that are uh, basically the polar opposite of the hero. Like with Batman, it's the Joker. Yeah, because you have the super uh, serious, and then you have the super silly with uh, uh-huh. the Joker. Uh, that's why, to me, you know, Spider Man's biggest enemy isn't Venom. It's the Green Goblin. Yeah. The same thing with Batman. It's not the Penguin. It's the Joker. And for me, I I like Claw just because, you know, Black Panther is the super serious, suave king. Yeah, and Claw is like Claw's this this dirty arms dealer asshole who takes none of nothing seriously that just so happens to have links to his mixtape <laughs> like, get him the, the my soundcloud link and i love it because i believe it i believe he was in the studio <laughs> he's a soundcloud <laughs> rapper that makes me completely amazed that that adds another layer to his character and also seeing andy circus uh, acting wonderful. is really good and and also the thing is uh, the way he refers to them t- He's a goddamn king. He's royalty, but he still refers to them as savages, and, and like he—he's just a complete piece of shit. Even though he knows like the true uh, nature of what Wakanda is, his whole thing is like they don't deserve it and stuff like and that. And it sucks that they killed him off. Yeah, because I was hoping that he could be like a part part of like Black Panther too, but. No, I honestly, I I would have preferred if he was the main character. And I know a lot of people love Killmonger, and I do think 
the what they set up with him was really awesome, and I think if they explored it more, would have been really fantastic. I think if they saved a uh, Killmonger for uh, Black Panther two, I think that would be uh, I think that would have been something. But no, have like I, Claw be the first, like for example, because the two uh, main uh, villains for uh, Black Panther is <laughs> obviously uh, Claw and uh, and uh, Killmonger. And so, like, kind of do what uh, what Sam Raimi did. Have the main villain be the first uh, villain that he fights in the first one. And then the second one be, like, the secondary uh, best villain. And that with uh, Dr. Octopus in Spider-Man 2 and then uh, Killmonger in. Um, I like how he wore... I like how he wore the mask that he did in the comics. The the kind of tribal mask. Oh, yeah. I, I kind of like that. But it was only for a little bit, and then he wore, like, a Black Panther outfit the rest of the... I I mean, I I understand Killmonger because the lessons that and the themes they're trying to explore within this film very much are, like, first movie. And because and, and, it mm-hmm. deals with him becoming to power, you know, uncovering some skeletons in the closet of King's past, and, you know, understanding how he wants to be, how he wants to rule, and he wants to be a king. Again, very similar to Iron Man 1 when he realized what was up with his, his weapons, company yeah. and all that. And it's like, that. that's why to me, what really would have made it unique and sets it apart, which still is what makes it unique and sets it apart, is one, the world, which I think they knocked out of the park. But two, which I think is most important for any film, is the theme, social commentary and characters that they explore within their story. And again, I don't mean to harp on it, but while it's there and it's good, I think it could have been explored much, 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 much better. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if they would have just stripped away all the typical Marvel movie formula bullshit and just made it its own unique film that explores that, you still, obviously you still would have had action, you still would have had them exploring it. But again, it's something similar to Logan, where that does not look like an X-Men film or a Marvel Yeah, it looks film. like kind of like a pseudo-Western uh, kind of thing. Yeah, everything about that film, from its presentation to to, to its acting and storytelling, is unique. The yes. color grading was very much Clint Eastwood inspired, mm-hmm. you know, so... Same with, you know, The Dark Knight, and I would say the Sam Raimi, especially Spider-Man 2, where it's the, the central... Everything is about the characters and the things that they uh-huh. explore... And with this, it, it's, it didn't do that. And I had a great hope that it would do that. And it didn't. It doesn't make it bad like there, at all. Like it just this, makes it good. There's a central one. There's essentially one scene in, uh, in Spider-Man 2 that I could mm-hmm. say pretty much wraps up what the theme is for, uh, for that film. And that was uh, there's a hero in all of us. Yes. And that, that, was, uh, that was the central theme of Spider-Man 2. Like, I... Uh, something that keeps us honest and noble and and I remember there's this whole point where after he decides not to be Spider-Man he goes and he sees this burning building and he tries and he saves this little girl but even though he saves her he 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 hears there was someone else that didn't make it didn't make it and he knows if he was still Spider-Man he could have saved them like that hits deep and that hits hard and um I know for a lot of people this film did hit hard for me, I just feel it, it, it did it, and I think the filmmaking. Could, and by the way, I love Ryan Coogler. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm so happy he did um, this Black Panther. Although I, a lot of the issues with the film, I, to me, feel like they stem from the fact that he's never done a big Hollywood film before. Mm-hmm. Like, the action was really good, but once it got to a certain, like, level of bigness, that's not a word, I sound so dumb right now, but... Um, bigly. Bigly. Once it got to... <laughs> once it, the action got bigger and bigger, and once it hit a level, mm-hmm. it started to look cheap. And it started to look really not so great. Like you had issues with the final climax. Theoretically, the final climax could be like awesome. But mm-hmm. it, it's first the fight between him and Killmonger. It's like good Black Panther versus bad Black Panther. And not only that, it looks this like a like cartoon. Star Trek episode. <laughs> it, it's, it looked like a cartoon. It good looked, Kirk versus evil Kirk. Yeah. But that's the way a lot of Marvel. Ant-Man and the first Iron Man and it's like we get it that's yellow why. yellow jacket was like the proto uh, Scott Lang and and then the past and da, 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 da. um and then the fight out, out in the field um that there was there was definitely some good action in the film and some cool gadgets and effects but then, like, you'll see someone get hit, and it's like, oh, look at that CG ragdoll fly over there. And it's like, ooh, that didn't look good. So uh, in that final fight, I was constantly cutting from, wow, this is cool, to ooh, like, wincing. Like, ooh, they should have spent a little longer on those effects. And the reason why... Like, give it a render or two. The reason why it makes me mad, per se, is because you have the most successful... Um, blockbuster studio right now with marvel owned by the most successful studio ever right now disney, disney. and you put all this money into it and it's 200 million 200 million and it still looks cheap in a lot of areas where does like, the money go the the way um he talks to lapita nyong'o's character um t'challa mm-hmm. there's two or three times when they talk out in Wakanda, and it's literally the exact same place every time. And the exa- they, you know, like it's like that one. street corner. Yeah, they built and one set. They built one street corner set for Wakanda, so now every conversation they have has to be there. And it's like, it, you do this I mean, when I'll you when you make a low budget film. You're not making a low budget film. It doesn't need to feel this way. Albeit, it's a it's a nicely crafted street. It's beautiful, yeah. But it, it makes it feel very small. It breaks the illusion for me that it's like a big, big grand wide city. Yeah. yeah, and even something like Thor three didn't have that issue because you walk through the streets of Sakaar and you see yeah. several different areas, and it doesn't feel. I, to me, the design Sakaar of the arena was so dynamic. Like it felt like an intergalactic version of the of the wizarding uh, um, uh, cup place. Oh. Remember in a in a what's it called Goblet of Fire? Remember how they had like that whole arena? Mm-hmm. It felt like a more intergalactic version of that, and that was a really cool design. And then I really like how uh, in uh, going back to Thor Ragnarok. I really like how uh, Tessa Thompson's like ship is just sitting there. Yeah, the way the, the ships sky. sit around, and then how little she just... details really make world building work. Mm-hmm. I think, and there were some great details within uh, Black Panther, 
but like I said, once the spectacle reached a certain length, once what certain level, mm-hmm. it kind of started to break at the seams, and I think it does come from a lack of, you know, big budget, probably knowledge. Yeah, probably. because he's made two films before, and they were both excellent films. Uh, I, Fruitvale I, Station. I haven't and seen Fruitvale Station, but I've you seen should. Creed, and Creed was an excellent fucking film. I, I really enjoyed it. Was it was low budget though. Like it, it was low budget. It did, it, but it was. Excellent. But nevertheless, it was a great film, and I, uh, I'm actually very curious. Maybe you should suggest that to me for uh, to the no, table. Fruitvale Station. Yeah. Um, that might. That might. Maybe. Maybe, because um, it is a great film, and it also starred Michael B. Jordan. But also, Michael B. Jordan, I think I would have liked him better if he wasn't just like, I'm badass, I'm going to burn it all. And I, I think it would have been better if he was more like calm and like, like collected, and in in, in that's what made him more scary. Like, he's a man with a plan. And, like, he's mm-hmm. not phased by anything. He's just going after it. Um, a little bit, like... He was um, kind of cocky. He was very cocky. And, uh, you know the way Bane was in The Dark Knight Rises? Yes, I remember how Bane was. Fuck you. No. <laughs> the, but the way, like, no matter... When, where, what time, pal. No matter what scenario he was with uh, Bruce Wayne throughout at least, like, the first half of the film, it's like he has an upper hand and he knows it. He's cool, collected, like, he... But with this, it felt more like, I will bring down the world! Very Zod. But that being said, he does have a few moments where his acting really shines through. Name so. Um, that whole scene where he, he takes the flower and he talks to his dad and the vision. Mm-hmm. Uh, great acting. Great, great, great acting. Um... Yeah, at the end, as he's dying, and, you know, he's he's seen the sunset and stuff. Great acting. You can all see it in his face. Um, he really brings... Everyone, acting-wise, is awesome, I think. It, it's a wonderful cast, and I think they... Literally, everyone brings it, from Martin Freeman all the way to Chadwick Boseman. Um, <clears throat> I, I wanted to say something about how I thought the ending was going to go. Oh, okay. How did you think it was going to go? Okay, I thought it was going to go. I thought that, uh, hey... Uh, together, I thought that uh, that uh, Killmonger and uh, Black Panther, like he was gonna heal him, he was gonna heal him and like forgive him and all that stuff. Like unlike how his dad didn't forgive uh, his uncle uh, for what he did, it'll be quite a contrast to what he did because it was like the whole thing was like forgiveness and and killing and killing, and that was very much what uh, he looked. For. You look down upon what his dad did. Mm-hmm. So I thought he was going to forgive him. And uh, together with Killmonger and uh, and uh, Black Panther, I thought together they were going to help uh, uh, rebuild Wakanda and uh, give technology back to the world, like how they did in that uh, in mid-credits. Mm-hmm. I thought that, that was what they were going to do and unite to help bring the technology out to the people, but in a more uh, civilized way. Um, I thought that was going to be how I thought that was how it was going to end. And that would have been a really nice way to like, oh, the the main villain didn't die. And I feel like he went too far, though, as far as like murdering and stuff. Like he straight up murdered his girlfriend. Just like I understand, like the whole idea of him being radicalized and I then 
And I think that, to me, told me, like, he's not surviving. Because when you're radicalized, you're willing to die for the cause. And I think it's, it's, it's hard to come back from that. No matter what ideology you're radicalized in. Like, that's, that's basically what it means. Mm-hmm. So him dying, and I also did, like, his line, like, you know, throw me in the water and stuff like that. See, like, little shit like that. It, it touches on it, but it's like, go deep. Like, Get in there. Like, dive in. Dive in, you know. Um, but costumes are beautiful. Costumes were freaking amazing. They're I like awesome. I like the king uh, outfit for uh for He always looked nice. Uh, yeah. I think it's just the fact that Chadwick Boseman is a good-looking man. Um, he, he, can, he can... When he walks around, you're like, yeah, that's a king. Yeah. He, he has that... So he he was a great he was a great um, casting choice, uh, and the, like to to talk about the way it, it just felt like very standard and like as far as storytelling goes, mm-hmm. like his whole thing with um, what's his name from Get Out, that actor, and the way David he, something the way he be- betrays him Kaluuya or something Kuyula, like that Kuyula. Yeah, I'm saying it wrong. I'm Something. Sorry. sorry, we butcher we butcher he, names here he on Red Spotlight uh, Entertainment. I butcher everyone's names. Um, but the whole thing, very expository. You know, he killed my parents. You know, a long time ago in the explosion. So then he goes and brings it to bring him back, and he literally one mission. You know, he is like, oh, sorry, we failed, and immediately he's like fuck you, you know, how dare you not bring him back? And it's like, dude, it was one mission. He can still go back out there and get him. Yeah. But, like, instantly he's like, we were friends for all these years, but now F you. And then this other guy, um, Killmonger, brings him, and Black Panther could have easily said, we had him in custody, but this guy shot at us and stole him away. We had him. We we're gonna bring him back, but he did this. But he and I thought he was. I kept waiting for him to say that, but he never said it. He never made his case. He never made a case for that. Why? Why? And, I think, and, it, and it's and it's very much like oh, because the plot needs to do this, and the plot needs to. do I that. think maybe I get that. I think it's because the guy's mind was already set already. Like, in that kind of fuck you uh, uh, mentality. So I think that it, no matter what uh, T'Challa would have said, I didn't think it would have made a difference. But a lot of things that happened, it felt like, okay, because plot needs to happen, this is why this is going to happen. Like, everything with his character literally just felt like plot needs to happen, so now this happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it happened a few times. So it's like, oh, this only happened because this plot. We mm. because we need to get to this point. Um, this happened because of that, and that happened because of this kind of thing. So, and and it's again, it's not the worst. It's just like, how great would it have been if there was actual confliction within him. Instead of just turning on a dime and saying, like, nah, F you. We're, we're with this guy now that we've never met before. And yeah, now I'm cool with, like, going murdering everything. I never felt his pain over him losing his parents because he literally just said, my parents died. But now that drives literally everything that happens to him in the film. And it drives basically the whole plot because he takes Killmonger's side and all of mm-hmm. this. 
And again, it, it, it doesn't feel like amazing storytelling. It just feels like plot needs to happen. Just as, it's, the, it's the same issue with a lo- why a lot of people have issues with Marvel bad guys. Because it's like, why did they do this? Because they're bad. Because they need to do this and do plot, this. Because plot, a plot so needs to happen. Uh, in the MCU, the villains are pretty much the MacGuffin of the of the of all the movies. They're not the MacGuffin. They're just like the f- necessary force for the hero to go against. But it doesn't really matter what that force is. With here, you got to gotta commend them because they didn't want to just do that. They wanted to give you a full-fledged villain. Mm-hmm. I personally just feel like it wasn't the best approach. No, no, no. It was a good approach. Like, I liked the story they had for him and the way he connected to T'Challa and all of that. I just feel it wasn't executed to the best of its ability to what it could have been. To intertwine it to uh-huh. what the things. I really love the scenes when uh, when they give him the, the I guess, like the, the flower juice. Flower juice. I'm just gonna call it flower juice. Those were nice. I, I really liked when uh, they gave him the flower juice and they put him in the sand or the snow or whatever, and uh, and uh, he goes and visits like the 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 old kings, the old kings, and they're all like they're all in like the the whole uh, what's it called the Black Panthers and the Black Panthers turn into uh, the king turn into the kings and I thought that was really cool seeing mm-hmm. um, and I really like the scenery that they have like it's in the middle of like uh, of like a savanna and then uh, like the sky is all purple and uh, I really like that I really like that uh, that visual it looked like like purple northern lights you know northern lights yeah. are normally uh, green orange and all that stuff but the northern lights were purple that was a really nice visual I really like uh, stuff like that and uh, Chadwick Boseman acting against uh, uh, John Kenny uh, the guy who plays uh, T'Chaka um, that's always nice to see you got a little bit of that in Civil War and you see a little bit more of that in this uh and I'm glad movie. they brought him back. Oh, I'm nice. glad they brought him back too, because he's kind of like, uh, he's kind of like the he, like the spiritual guide and and stuff like that. Kind of, kind of almost Obi Wan esque into this. Um, and I really like the interactions, especially the second time that he that he met up with him, and he's saying like, "Oh, you're wrong. This is this is not the way that it should have been. This is you know, how could you leave one of our own kind you know behind and." I really like that dialogue and conversation between the two. And uh, John Candy is such a great actor. I really like him. You know who he's gonna. You know who he's gonna be next, right? Uh-uh. He's gonna be Rafiki. Oh gosh. <laughs> he's gonna be Rafiki in the live action Lion King. Can I just say right now, fuck that movie. <laughs> oh my god. This is why Disney can't own everything. Nah, it's a win. Yeah. Well, they already own Lion King though. I know. They already delved into the Lion King. They already had it in their, in their library. But I mean, business, business decisions like this are why it is bad for Disney to own everything. That and Han Solo. Um, <laughs> Han Solo. Han Solo. <laughs> but I, that's one thing I do have to commend with um, Star Wars. is No matter how you feel about these new films, they are all... So Stunningly beautiful with mm-hmm. wonderful effects, like and with Marvel, I, that's not the case. It's not always tip-top shape. 
And I do not understand why, especially with something like Wakanda, where you're creating this whole new world. Don't do say a goddamn thing. What? I wasn't uh, going to say anything. Okay. But now I am. No, <laughs> shut up. The whole point is, I, I, they should have put a Star Wars level effort into mm. the effects, and they put like, I think Ant Man level effort into the effects, and it's like, mm, I don't know. That just rubs me the wrong way, especially because. I really liked Wakanda, and I really liked this world, and I wanted to give be given the same level of treatment as something in Star Wars. Maybe a spinoff? <laughs> you don't need a spinoff. You're going to get a sequel. Um, are you look, After seeing this movie, are you looking forward to a Black Panther 2? Oh, yeah, definitely. Because I, I love Chadwick Boseman. I really like the character. I, I liked this film. I definitely thought it was good. And I really love Wakanda and the world, and they can dig deeper into that world and explore it more. I'm all cool with that. Um, yeah. No, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to a second Black Panther. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it. Um, so after seeing this movie, it got me a tad bit more excited for uh, Infinity War, too. Yeah. After that, because a good portion of the movie is going to be dedicated to Wakanda and uh, them being in there. So, uh, so I was like, okay, how is, how is Wakanda going to be? And how is this, how is it going to fit into the Infinity War? And, uh, I would be worried if coming out of this movie, I'm like, uh, I like the movie, but I didn't really care about Wakanda. Wakanda was whatever. That would make me worried about Infinity War because then when that whole battle happens on Wakanda, I kind of don't give a shit. Yeah. But luckily... That's the biggest thing I liked about this film. Is that you did give a shit about yeah. Wakanda. And so that's the thing going in. I think that that would have been a huge miss if that were, yeah. the, if that were the case. It's almost more the, the Wakanda's film than it is Black Panther's. Yeah. And I think I do like that because uh, I, I, I do like the character of Black Panther. And I thought it was wonderful. But especially for his first film, it's much better to get acquainted with the world of Black Panther mm-hmm. because you already pretty much got to know him in Civil War. Mm-hmm. So it's still very much his movie, but to like pull it away from him a little bit and do it a little bit more about the entire world, I it's, think helps. It's synonymous because with the with a king, you get the king's kingdom, and, mm-hmm. and uh, you have to fall in love with both in order to. Fully appreciate it. The, it's what I wish they would have done with one of the Thor films. Yeah, like like especially Thor one, the first Thor. Uh, I'd say Thor two. Thor two, because Thor one, especially at that time, they they had to connect it to Earth, and I think what you get out of Asgard for Thor one is perfectly adequate. Mm-hmm. But Thor two, they were in been... they were in Asgard pretty much like seventy five percent of the film, and it was kind of boring. They should have delved much more into the intricacies of the world and how it works, and more than just the Asgardians. Like there's, I was, there's elves, and well, they delved into the elves, like, belie- like dwarves, like and believe all it or not. No matter how much I cap onto the the prequels and all the politics, I would love to hear some like Asgardian politics. Well, they did delve into it a little bit. You know, the, the whole well, no, not Asgardian, I, I, Black Panther. They did 
Asgard is pretty clear. I'm the king, and that's that's, that's it. it. Yeah, <laughs> there's no other thing. I decide uh-huh. everything like that. I would like to see like the king's council. I would like to see everybody like. Well, that's why Black Panther was more interesting because it's not just the king; it's the king and like the five other tribes. Yeah, and they have a council where they discuss things and the way that they pick a new. Do the dance. Um, The way they pick a king is, you know, through combat and other tribes can challenge for the right to be king. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, that's interesting. Like, you know, I'm learning around the I'm learning about the world as I'm seeing story stuff. And how much like honor is like, you know, intricated into that? Because like, yeah, uh, Michael B. Jordan's character was shit, but they're like, shit, we got to follow him now. They're like, uh. Honor must be uh, honor must be kept so to this tradition. Right. So I guess we'll we'll do this. Um, we it's definitely different, but in the United States, you can understand that because there are presidents we don't like. But it's like they were duly we got, elected. We got it. We got to stick <laughs> it through four years, unless unless something happens miraculously. Or maybe um, eight. You know who knows. Um. So, so yeah, even though it's for a notion of, like, kings and leading by combat, which, I mean, isn't always the best because what if someone's a really great fighter but a shitty person, which, I mean, we found out with Killmonger. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but, yeah, just the whole world was wonderful. And I think I'm really glad to explore the new characters, his sister, Lupita Nyong'o, um, what's her name? From The Walking Dead. Denai Guerrero. Denai Guerrero. All of that was great. What about lies? Deception. <laughs> he played himself. He, basically. <laughs> he played the standard character that he did. And he, and he went out like all of his other characters. Yeah. Which, by the way, I, I gotta say, 1992 is not that long ago that they looked that young. Yeah. Because I was like, wow, you guys aged... Terribly. <laughs> Eight, okay, if it was set in like eighty two, that would be yes, more understandable. I would understand that, but ninety two, and I understand it had to be ninety two for the age of the sons. I guess because they yeah. had to say that he left a son. But at least cast but, like older actors. I guess. Y- yeah, they should have cast older actors at yeah. that point because they. I was like, man. They aged terribly. Like, they looked way too young. Or at least apply, like, age makeup to the... um... Oh, that would have looked terrible. Just get... I understood because they, like, they had some good actors that were younger and all that. Mm Mm-hmm. But still, like... uh, What's his name? Um, Lies Deception. Um, Forrest Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker did not look like that in 1992. Yeah. Um, He looked older. But, I mean... Whatever. That's really whatever stuff. Overall, it's good. It's solid. Uh, a really good, what's it called? Origin first entry for the Black Panther character and another really great solid film from the MCU. Um, I still liked Guardians 2 better. I still liked Thor and... Spider-Man Homecoming better. Mm-hmm. Um, it's close to Thor, but the only reason I like Thor better because I thought the action was better. And I liked, like, the music and the world better. Of Thor. Yeah. I really like the, the score of this movie. 
I, I really thought it was did good. Too. I, I, that's the first time I'm saying that solidly for an MCU movie. I, I really like the score, and that was a that was cool. And I like how it like steamed in with like uh, with uh, Kendrick Lamar's uh, backbeats. Yeah, and I really like. I liked when it did that. that I cool. really like that. Like it, like you have the orchestra playing with like all that stuff, and I'm like, wow, that's pretty, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool the way that they intercepted with that. The the fighting was great, but again, like the final fight between him and Killmonger, I found boring. Mm-hmm. It's like typical. Except the the thing is, is that uh, Killmonger didn't have the high ground, and that's the didn't have the high ground. That's the that's the whole point of it, you know. They, you know what? The, it basically ends the same as Phantom Menace too. Yeah, he jumps over him and then he stabs him. Um, yeah. <laughs> It, dude, it's the George, fucking Phantom Menace ending. I was going to say, George Lucas needs to sue, but it's all owned by Disney now, yeah. so it doesn't matter. Right, Hello, um, I like to sue Disney. Um, no, we own you now. This is basically a good version of the Phantom Menace. <laughs> oh, shit. I, I don't know my... Um, to, you see, the thing is, our George The third act, anyway. George was the key. It's a funnier character than we've had before. <laughs> um... Funniest character we've ever had. <laughs> Good film. Good film. Uh, definitely recommend. Go see it. Go see it. It's, in it's not something I'm like, eh, you don't have to see it. No, definitely I would say run out, check it out. You'll have a great time. Mm-hmm. Um, just, I'm just a little disappointed because overall, what I had hoped what it would be and what people kind of hyped it up to be. To me, it never reached those high points. Mm-hmm. But it was still good. It was still solid. Still a really good movie. Really um, good. I thought I thought it was a really good movie too. I put it on um, the level some of Doctor that were, Strange. There's Maybe some things higher. I would like to see. I would like to see like more into this whole thing, but I Definitely. you could save that for Black Panther two. Um, this is like war, you'll see it. The, this is a this is a first entry into like the Wakandan story, so that that's actually pretty interesting. Um, anyway. That was uh, this episode of Red Spotlight Entertainment. Uh, if you liked what you heard here, uh, subscribe to either podcast.com or iTunes.com where uh, where we have the podcasts uh, up. And then uh, if you want to see uh, our first thoughts on Black Panther, you could check out uh, The After Dark uh, on, uh, on Black Panther, which is on the YouTubes. Is that up already? Uh, no, not yet. It's still okay. a work in progress. It's going to be up on uh, Saturday. Okay. That's usually when the After Darks are uploaded. Um, anyway, uh, I'm Kyle Lira, and uh, this has been uh, Red Spotlight Entertainment uh, number 95. I, <laughs> I never freeze. <laughs> Tori and Kermit, take it away. Why are there so many songs about rainbows? And what's on the other side? Rainbows are visions, but only illusions. And rainbows have nothing to hide. So we've been told, and some choose to believe it. But I know they're wrong, wait and see. Someday we'll find it, the rainbow connection, the lovers, the dreamers, and me. Wow, I wish I could sing like you. (laughs) Who said that everything?
just thought of that And someone believed it And look what it's done so far You know? What's so amazing that keeps us stargazing What do we think we might see? Someday we'll find it The rainbow connection The lovers, the dreamers and me All of us under its spell We know that it's probably Dreamers and me, la da da dee da da. 